This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Missanelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Missanelli Podcast, a special a game after reaction podcast, and not many people in Philadelphia are happy tonight as the Phillies lose to the Arizona Diamondbacks in a clinching game at home, and they did it with a lot of mistakes and non-hitting, and now we are faced with a game seven at the ballpark with Ranger Suarez trying to save the Phillies season. I never thought I would see a game seven against the Arizona Diamondbacks. As you know, I predicted this would be an easy series for the Phillies. And damn it, it should have been an easy series. I cannot believe they are in a game seven. And I cannot believe the way they played tonight in a game six. And here was my conclusion. They were outplayed by an inferior team tonight. And I think they thought that they would automatically win this game just because they had returned home and the big crowd was going to lift them to a victory without them actually playing the game. There were a ton of mistakes tonight, not the least of which were from the manager, Rob Thompson. Now, you want to boil this down? Let's boil it down. Um, let's, let's, first of all, uh, look at Aaron Nola, okay? Now, looked great in the first inning. All of a sudden, lost it in the second inning. Somewhere along the line, when he got out of that first inning, when he struck out three guys, he lost his arm slot. And all of a sudden, the Arizona Diamondbacks go bang, bang with two home runs, score another run in the inning, take the crowd out of the game, and you're climbing uphill the whole game. All right, where was the managerial mistakes? Well, how about when um, they they get a situation with uh, Rojas coming up in the seventh inning with a man on base? Now, they're down 5-1 to one at the time. And... Uh, he keeps Rojas in the game to hit. And, and I'm thinking, well, like, what are you thinking? That Rojas is going to uh, all of a sudden turn into Jose Canseco? He's going to hit a home run? He, he, can't, he, can't, he can't hit hard foul balls in this series. He is way overmatched as a hitter. Why would you send him up in that spot? Listen, I know they don't have a lot of, of, uh, of alternatives. The only picture they have is, is Cave on the bench. I, and I get it. You might not like Cave. But in a situation like that, is he a better threat for a hit than Rojas? Of course he is. And it's a right-handed pitcher, so you would have righty against lefty. Didn't happen. Now, why would they pitch to Marte with a base open in this game? Another thing that I do not understand. They pitch to Marte with a base open when he's the only consistent hitter they have. And so they they they... they they pitch to him, and of course he gets a base hit to knock in another run, and this is against Kirkering. So let's look at the decision to bring in Kirkering in that spot. Kirkering is slightly overmatched now. I know they got enamored with his sweeper, or whatever that is, 
But the kid obviously is a little green for this spot. Now, they brought him in this game at that position because I guess they didn't want to use their higher leverage guys, anticipating, well, I can't burn the high leverage guys in this game in case there is a game seven. So Thompson gets caught with his pants down a little bit. But the first thing Kirkering does is he gives up a hit at Perdomo, steals second after he gets the base hit. There's the base open. Uh, but then there's a base hit by Marte, and it's now 5-1. to one, And the game is pretty much out of reach at that point. Now, that's the top of the seventh. So you have to have some kind of a rally in the bottom of the seventh, and this is where Rojas comes in. Because Marsh leads off the, uh, the seventh with a single. Um, Thomas made a good play to cut that off, and you don't want to try to stretch that into a double in that position. Uh, Rojas comes in. You need a rally. I was reading Twitter tonight, and they're saying, well, well why won't you? Uh, how come you don't have Rojas bunt? Like, why would you bunt there? You can't bunt him there. You want to give him an out when you need a rally? You're down 5-1? That's not a bunting situation. So what are you trying to – the move is get him out of there. And, and if, you know, listen, you re, put him back in the lineup tomorrow. At that, at that point, he's not going to help you with the bat. All right. So then Schwarber, of course, um, with the ball in the dirt, after he hits into a fielder choice ground ball, uh, decides to try to get to second base on a ball that's in the dirt. Moreno – uh, pops up, tracks it down, fires a strike to second. That's the end of that. Uh, so, again, mistakes by the manager, I thought, tonight. But the bottom line is they did not hit well enough to win this game. And uh, and Merle Kelly took care of him like he did the last time. Uh, when Merle Kelly went a- uh, after the fifth inning, when he struck out both Schwarber and um, – Harper comes to the dugout and Tori Lello shakes his hand and he don't want to shake his hand. What are, you, what are you talking about? He had 90 pitches at the time. He just struck out two of their left-handed hitters. So I personally, I'm thinking he's doing the Phillies a favor. He brings in Ryan Thompson. Ryan Thompson gets out of the next inning. And, and then uh, Saul Frank comes in in a big spot, the rookie left-hander, and he does the job. There are some holes in the Phillies lineup right now, hitting wise. And so let's get right to it. Trey Turner is suddenly going cold. He's in a big spot in that lineup. Now, they're not going to pitch uh, to Schwarber, not going to pitch to Harper, uh, at least not to throw them strikes uh, or fastball strikes that they can hit out of the park. So, Bohm in that position has been letting him down in the four hole. He had two hits tonight. Stott had a hit. And then you get down to Castellanos, who is killing them at the bottom of the order, and so is Rojas. So let me bring in Darren, producer Darren, who watched the game with a buddy of his tonight and um, is equally livid about the Phillies losing game six at home. Your thoughts, Darren? Mike, I was completely livid about uh, two things in particular, two player at bats, as you mentioned, Turner and Castellanos thought they were swinging at ghosts. It was really tough to watch, and those what really bugged me tonight. In a game like tonight, you know, when you've got the seven-hole hitter and his son being serenaded the night before at Lincoln Financial Field on Monday night football during, uh, you know, just or Sunday night football, whatever the big game is now. Like it was, it was really a, a spectacle last night for him. And this entire series, he's been weak. And Turner, Trey Turner, who we have counting on this team to come up in big spots. 
he has really come up as small. So, yes, Turner Castellanos really bugged me tonight, really upset. I think a lot of people. Uh, it was just really tough at bats, really tough to watch. I, I am um, disgusted by the fact that they're letting this team hang around. Now, any, any fool can see that the Phillies are a better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have a better lineup. They're a better offensive team. They have a better bullpen, frankly, and they have better starting pitching. And all of a sudden, we're going to a game seven. They have let this team hang around with feeble play at certain games in this series. Uh, that's a lack of discipline uh, that, that they're, they're experiencing, and it's a lack of plate discipline to not hit their, their way past this team. So let's, uh, let's get into the anatomy of this game, the guts of this game. Uh, Nola sailing along, and, and he, uh, he loses his arm slot. I, 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 it's the damnedest thing because his arm slot has been pretty consistent in these playoffs. He is a guy who doesn't have great velocity, but he has a lot of guile, and he's got a lot of great command and pitch location that comes out of the same slot. And if you're a hitter, you can't tell if it's a fastball or a breaking ball. That is the essence of his success. Well, somehow he lost that slot in the second inning and got a ball up to Tommy Pham, who, who let's face it, Tommy, Tommy Pham was benched. That's how much faith they have in him. So, so he jolts a, a, a long home run, and then Goriel hits a line drive home run, and then he walks Thomas and Longoria. I guarantee you, I get Longoria out. He's 38 years old. He has been killing the Diamondbacks. He's a terrible hitter at this stage of his life. He doubles, run scores. They're three. They're down three nothing, and the only reason they're down th- only three nothing is uh, Carroll, who's also stunk in this series, has another feeble at bat uh, with the infield in, and he grounds the first base. So Longoria's on third base. Normally, a faster runner probably tries to score on that play, but Longoria has to hold because he's a turtle. So they get out of that inning. Now we go to the, the second inning. JT doubles. Castellano strikes out. Mars singles uh, in a run, okay? Now, it's three to one, and here comes the automatic out. Rojas makes the first out of the inning. They pitch or the second out, excuse me. They pitch around Schwerber, and they strike out Turner. They weren't. They have not been afraid of Turner. They're more afraid of the left-hander. So, Merle Kelly's looking at, I'd rather pitch to Trey Turner than try and throw a strike to Schwerber or Harper. Uh, and, and so, Turner's got to take some responsibility for that. Nola comes back. He gets back in the groove in the third and fourth inning. Um, he did give up a pretty hard line drive to Alec Thomas, but Rojas ran it down. And so, okay, uh, they've weathered the storm. Now it is up to the, uh, the hitters to come through, and, and they just did not come through. In the fifth inning, um, Carroll has a one-out single, and Marte triples. That makes it 4-1. to one. Now, they have to bring in, who are they going to bring in at this point? Nola's obviously cooked. They bring in Lorenzen. And Lorenzen does a fairly nice job. He gets a ground out. He strikes out Fam to get out of the inning. And then we go to the bottom of the fifth, and Kelly has eight strikeouts through five innings because he fans Schwerber and Harper. Comes to the dugout, and they yank him. <laughs> okay. Tori Lovello knows his team better than I know uh, his team, but you're telling me with that bullpen, you're going to survive the rest of this game against the Phillies at home? All right. Spit into the wind, Tori. So he does spit into the wind. He brings in Ryan Thompson in the sixth inning. He gives up a single to stop, but he gets out of the inning and score the one now as we get into the guts of the game. We go to the top of the seventh, and here's Kirkery. 
and Perdomo greets him with a single. And right away, I'm going, okay, this is not going to end up well. Um, he, he doesn't want to use, who would he use in that situation? He could have used Dominguez, but he's thinking, I might need Dominguez for tomorrow night. I can't use Dominguez. I got to use Kirkring. I can't use Hoffman. Hoffman's a high leverage guy. I got to. I got to have him for a game seven. I got Ranger Suarez pitching tomorrow. I may need four innings or maybe five innings from my bullpen tomorrow. So that's and the Mike, reason Kirk As Green's you're in. saying all these names, I'm burying my forehead deeper and deeper into my microphone. I, I can't. I well, can't that's what it. his thought process is at that point. That's why he's got to use Kirkering. But Kirkering is now has leveled off, okay? The moment has become too big for him. So after the single um, – they Perdomo steals second base and there's a base open. Now, if like Rob Thompson is an experienced baseball guy, uh, and I'm looking at the situation, I go, this is a no brainer. I got a young pitcher out there. I'm going to trust him to pitch to their best hitter in this spot. And I'm incredulous that he doesn't put Marte on. So he has Kirkering pitch to Marte. Marte singles and Perdomo scores, and now it's five to one. And that is just mismanagement by the manager. You can't look at that situation and trust a kid who's green already, who's already given up a single, who the moment is too big for him, and expect that he's going to somehow get Marte out. Your thoughts? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well thought out way of thinking about it. I just at that point I'm like, oh, geez, it's, I mean. At that point, you're thinking, who's the best uh, hitter at the point? And and I honestly, I did not think of it as deeply as you, but I really would not have pitched to him. Listen, it's 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 a no brainer. Okay, you you don't have to be a, a graduate student in baseball to look at that situation and say, why on earth would I trust this green? right-handed pitcher who's now kind of feeling his insecurities against their best hitter. They're, Marte is the only consistent hitter they have in that whole lineup. So to me, it's like, like how in the world do you allow that to happen? It's a terrible managing mistake, and it's one where the manager should get broiled for because that puts the game out of reach. It's now 5-1, to one, and you're floundering around trying to get a rally, and they're bringing in fresh arms, and the left-hander saw Frank, actually, who was scared the first time he pitched against the Phillies, now has his legs under him, and he survives. So, um, listen, it's a bad night all the way around. They didn't hit. The manager made some terrible decisions, and Nola let him down early in that game because the crowd then got unplugged. You know, it's one thing to think that you're going to win with this home crowd. It's another thing to think that when you get behind early, the crowd's not going to be as jacked. And so now you got to fight for your life. And in fighting for their life, they came up short tonight. No, they did. And you know what? The, the crowd got taken out of it kind of early tonight, Mike. I thought they got taken out of it way early uh, to the point where I was like a little surprised. But uh, I thought the Phillies never really took back control of this game tonight. I don't know if you thought differently, but I just no. Of course, I they didn't take control. They were, they were, behind, they were behind the whole game. They they couldn't get a rally, and and it was compounded by the by the mistakes that they made. So let's look ahead now because I want to get this taste out of my mouth 
uh, as the guy said in uh, uh, Donnie Brasco. Give me, give me some. I gotta get this taste out of my mouth. All right, so I want to get this taste out of my mouth by giving you some optimism because uh, all is not lost here. Okay, they lost the game six, which I thought they would win. They actually should have won this series in four or five. They've let this team hang around. But this team, to me, is not good enough to win a game seven at Citizens Bank Ballpark when you've got a pitcher who's got playoff success experience in Ranger Suarez. Now, I don't know how long he can go tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure he'll give them a good start because he's got a calm demeanor. In the playoffs, his ERA is 0.64 which is damn good. And I think he's going to give you a good start. And it's a matter of getting ahead, get the crowd energized and you win game seven, which I think will happen against Brandon fought the rookie who the last time he faced the Phillies was game three. They won the game two to one and he held the Phillies to two hits uh, in five and two thirds innings. And he had nine strikeouts, but this is a whole different ball game now. And I saw him in the dugout and uh, he knows like he's thinking, well, the whole season comes down to me. And I'm thinking that maybe he gets a little spooked. At least I'm, I'm hoping. I don't think he's going to have the same success that he did the first game. So um, you know, we're, we're, we're disappointed. We're angry about this game. We're going to go to bed. It's going to leave a bad taste in the mouth. But they come back at it tomorrow with a game seven. I think this team is poised enough to say, okay, we got that one out of our system. We thought we were going to win this easy. We thought we were just going to come out, out here, show up, put our uniforms on, the crowd's going to take us home, and we're going to celebrate. Well, they got that out of the way now. So now it's survival. And the good players reach that level where, okay, uh, I'm not going to let them down. Veterans like Schwarber, Harper, Turner, those guys now have to focus in. And I believe in that pedigree of these guys that they're going to win that game tomorrow, and those guys will have a major impact on the game. And then Thompson's got to manage his bullpen. If he can get five out of Ranger Suarez, then he's got to manage his way home with that game, and I think he can do that. He gets this bad game out of his system. Rob Thompson's going to go to sleep tonight. I hope he blames himself because this was a terrible managing job by Rob Thompson. All right, that is tonight's post-game analysis of the Phillies losing game six. Uh, I had a friend of mine from New York text me tonight. Oh, well, it's all falling apart now. <laughs> and there are a lot of people out there that uh, are anti-Philly people. The Philly, the people in New York, the people in Boston, the people in Washington. I get it. Uh, you're dying to see the Phillies lose here and the Arizona Diamondbacks win. It's not going to happen. The Phillies are going to come through in game seven and survive and get to the World Series. And I don't know who they're going to play, but it's not like the problems are solved once they get to the World Series. All right? Getting there is one thing. If these problems keep multiplying where they're not going to hit consistently, then we've got World Series problems. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right, this has been the Mike Missinelli podcast on a Monday night following the Phillies losing game six to the Arizona Diamondbacks, another game coming at you tomorrow and we'll have a post-game reaction podcast for that as well for producer darren i'm mike missanelli the mike missanelli podcast brought to us by bet rivers i bet the phillies tonight i took the heat i I bet them minus a run and a half on the bet rivers app and i got it in the year so what did i do i'm gonna double up tomorrow night on the phillies have a great rest of the night sleep well tomorrow's another game we'll talk to you then bye-bye Thanks for listening to the Mike Bissonelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.